The Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium is expected to be packed to capacity as the Springboks versus Australia encounter forms part of the Nelson Mandela hashtag 100 centenary celebrations. Now to take us through to what we can expect tomorrow is a former Springbok, junior Springbok and Bulls as well as Greekos flank forward SABC Sports rugby analyst Tando Manana. Mtlegazi, good evening. Hey, Mtlegazi, it seems like the line's cut there. Maybe we could actually blame it on the rain because it is raining quite heavily out here in Johannesburg. I wonder how the weather is like out in PE. Maybe you can fill us in on that as to what kind of an encounter we're going to expect. Is it going to be, you know, uh, sunshiny skies or is it going to be a pitch that is wet there? I think we have him back on the line. Tando, good evening. Uh, Mr. Zaka, good evening to you and to your listeners. Ah, can't, I can't. Good to hear yours. Now, Tando, you know, out here in Johannesburg, we're experiencing rain out of the blue. First and foremost, I hear that you are in PE. How's the weather like there? Well, the weather has been good. I have to say that the Springboks have enjoyed a very good uh, uh, PE weather. It wasn't really windy. It's only today that in the morning there was uh, some showers and heavy winds and it turned into some bitterly cold winds. Southeasterly, but I think tomorrow we'll have a very good rugby weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, no rain predicted for tomorrow, so uh, you know the Australians will be smiling wherever they are, and I think for the South Africans as well. You know, uh, this is a, a real matchup against the two uh, foes of world rugby. I think this is a side, or this is two sides that uh, you know want to get back to or continue rather with uh, with winning ways. Yeah. Uh, Australians, obviously, they've suffered uh, the most. In this rugby championship, South Africa, you know, they just needed that uh, win against the All Blacks to ignite all the fires uh, that needed to be uh, ignited. And I think, uh, you know, by the capacity tomorrow crowd of 44,000, it just tells you Lelo, what a win can do for a team and also their morale. 44,000, is that the capacity crowd at the stadium? Well, it's 46, Lelo, and mm-hmm. I think because there's, uh, you know, the, the, the safety, for safety measures, regulations, yeah. Say, so they don't normally go the full uh, the full blow, which is forty six, but they have resulted in them uh, selling only forty four thousand. Ah, so they they've actually sold out the tickets. I think that is actually quite fantastic uh, there to actually boost the morale of the side, uh, the box. I mean, given the fact that they did lose twenty three eighteen to Australia out in Brisbane, it's time to return the favor. And the you know the fan at the stand does really help as well. Would you say? Yeah, well, look, Leno, South Africa have enjoyed a very good run at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. Tomorrow will be their sixth encounter at the stadium. They have a 100% record. I think the All Blacks have also, uh, you know, at the stadium, uh, beaten by the Springboks. The Australians, they come here tomorrow wanting to break that record. So everything is uh, is for the Springboks. Keeping that 100% record would be something uh, that they would want to have, uh, knowing that they won't be coming back here up until 2020. Uh, you know, they would want to please and also showcase uh, their style of play, but most importantly, continue with the winning ways right in the in, in the friendly city. Mm. Now, you know, there have been a couple of changes made to both sides. Take us through them. Look, I think uh, what's important, uh, many people, I think in the morning or just after the announcement was made that uh, Stephen Kitchoff uh, will uh, change places with uh, Beeston Tawarera, people were sort of questioning whether that would be uh, you know, uh, him being dropped, but certainly not, because if you watch the last encounter, Kitchoff had a blind off a game against an all-black side. It's more of a rotational change between him and Tendai Tawarira up front at loose head prop. 
Malcolm Marx obviously keeps jersey number two as well as Franz Malherbe. Mm-hmm. And then the locks remain the same, so nothing changes between Eben and Franco Smith. And uh, in the week on Monday, which I had an opportunity to, to watch the team train, uh, you had uh, Warren Whiteley, you know, who was training with the team. Uh, you know, he showed a little bit of discomfort in his running, uh, you know, on, on, on the day. But also what's important to note was on Tuesday, news started spreading out that, uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's got a troublesome injury that he, he would want to really look at. And, the, and management decided on Tuesday that they'll give Uskumbuza Notch a chance at number eight mm. and also rest him so that he, you know, he's fully fit for the all-black test. But announcement was only made yesterday of those changes. So you'll find that uh, Uskumbuza will wear jersey number eight. Ustia will wear six and Peter Steph stays at eight. So those are the only two changes up front. Notch getting his, his start. And I have to say, you know, in 2016... Uh, against an island side, set test where South Africa had to uh, to win to win the series under the coach Alistair could see it. It was between Noche and and Jaco Krill, mm. uh, you know, because of the same uh, injury to Warren Whiteley that he had uh, at the time. So they had to and Noche missed out on an opportunity at that stage to make his debut back in 2016. And funny enough, uh, Lelo, two years later. He gets a second uh, a, a bite at the cherry. Uh, he plays in PE, he starts in PE, but uh, but also he's had a couple of tests under his name. Uh, and also this is his second start for, for, for the Springbok. And I think for me what's important is uh, the opportunity that's been given to the Western Province flanker, uh, you know, to finally showcase and also prove his doubters, uh, you know, uh, what he's quite capable of and uh, none better than Australian side. Uh-huh. And I mean, and, and mm-hmm. for the back line and the back line, I think what's important with the back line, there's not much changes. I mean, they remain the same. Chesden Cole became in obviously for Lucanio M. Uh, Lucanio M, he's injured. And I think uh, many people were asking how long is he out for. He's out for eight weeks. Okay. Uh, look on your M, and that's a shoulder injury, obviously. So he's out for eight weeks, so he won't take part in the rugby champs. And he's a big doubter uh, of him going to the end of the year tour. So his place uh, in that starting uh, 15 against an all-black side goes to Cheslin Colby, who moves to wing. And then you find Jesse Creel, who was on the wing, moves back uh, to outside center. And he will partner Andre Easterhazen. Uh, at that center combination. Vili Leroux is back from WASP on Monday night. He came back with Vincent Koch. So, uh, you know, those are the changes. Cheslin Kobe starts on, on the right wing. He gets his first start in the green and gold. Jesse Creel moves on the outside center. Andre Esterhazen gets a third chance at inside center to stake his claim. And that, for me, would be, you know, if one were uh, uh, someone who was... Uh, selling houses, uh, I'll tell you as estate agent, I would say that's a vacant position number 12 in the Springbok lineup. <laughs> you know, we've had so many changes, uh, chopping changes. I, I myself, uh, you know, if one looks, you'd had a Damon Dialinda, you know, you'd had Andre Esterhazen in that position. Uh, no one is really taking his, uh, his, his place or his rightful place in that position. So he gets another shot. It's his third attempt. At number 12, Andre Esterhazen, the Sharks uh, inside center, but he gets now this time an opportunity to partner uh, with uh, with Jesse Creel. So those are the interesting selections. So there's four all in all. Uh, you know, one is a rotational change. Uh, one is an end, is, a, is, a, is a forced change, uh, injury change. Uh, that's Notcher coming in for Warren Whiteley. And the Cheslin Colby then comes in place of the injured Lucanio M. And Andre Esterhazen gets an opportunity also in the place of an injured Damien Dialinda who will be available for the All Blacks. And then, I mean, uh, a big spotlight there, Sean, on Skumbu Zonoche and him getting a start there, asking, is he a real alternative to Dwayne Vermeulen? Look, I think Skumbu Zonoche, you know, if we, we can never in any on any given day compare him to Dwayne Vermeulen. First and foremost, 
you know, Notch has only played a handful of tests for the Springboks, but also he's been around. Uh, his name has been there, you know, as I mentioned in 2016, after a good season, uh, he was part and parcel of the team. Uh, you know, uh, that was uh, with Alistair Kutsiap until he fell out of favour. Uh, but this time around, he gets an opportunity, uh, you know, to showcase his, 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 his real talent. I think also we've seen with Hill Powell himself, uh, by selecting him with the Blitzbok earlier on in the season, uh, that he saw, you know, that uh, he's got tremendous pace, he's got great skills, ability as, an, as, a, as a person, as an individual. And uh, in that capacity, well, if you find... Uh, you put him with a team that could gel on the day. Kumbos or Notche could be something, I tell you. Uh, although he might not possess the brute force uh, of of someone like a a, a Dwayne Samuelen, but also he does he does give you the mobility that's required of a number eight. And most importantly, you know, he's got the skill set, you know. But players adapt to Lelomzak. Uh, I think it's so important that people, you know, you don't just get uh, on international scene and uh, you, you're ready to go and you're ready to rumble. Mm. I think it can work. It can work on certain aspects. And those aspects will be tested tomorrow by the big, uh, uh, you know, wallaby forwards. And he's going to have to be up up, up, up for the challenge tomorrow to, to prove that, uh, you know, uh, he's here to stay and he's certainly one for the future. We're not looking only at 2019. We're looking also at 2023. He's still going to be around because he's still a young player. But most importantly, I feel that, uh, you know, for me, Unoche now get the opportunity to, to prove that, uh, you know, b- despite the pace uh, that is needed of a loose forward, despite, the, you know, the ball skills that he has, uh, which many of the forwards of the Springbok lineup do not have, uh, you know, he will now come and, uh, and, and try and adapt and see if he can also add, uh, you know, the question that you, you've come. Can he be or can he come closer to what a Dwayne Vermeerling is? Remember, Warren Whiteley, you know, doesn't come closer to also... A, uh, Dwayne Vermeulen, you know, mm. but what he has, he has the defensive capabilities, and those will be also be asked of Unocha to do on the day. And uh, you know, he's got to step up and show that he's also quite good on defense as well when required to do so. And then, I mean, there's many you know, aspects of the game which can actually win you a match. Now, where do you think this test will be won? The breakdown, the tight five, the back line? You know, then it's, it's an important question that you're asking. I mean, if one looks at. Um, South Africa in terms of uh, their win against an all-black side. I go back and I take you to the 77th minute when they were inside their own half and they kicked uh, the ball into the hands of an all-black side who, you know, many said it was a wrong decision. But I think for South Africa, well, they trusted their defense Mm. at the time with three minutes to go and uh, they backed each and every player that was on the park on the day and the all-blacks couldn't score on the day. So, uh, you know, are we going to see a, a defensive uh, Springbok side again uh, take on the Wallabies? I, I don't think so. Uh, I think, you know, you're going to have both of these sides going at each other. You've got the Pococks of this world, the, you know, the, the Michael Hooper, uh, Pete Samu is out also injured. So uh, I think Australia, uh, you know, uh, if South Africa wants to win, they've got to run them ragged on Saturday tomorrow. Because what you have to understand is this Australian side has not ha- does not have a loose forward, for example, up front that is on the bench. They've got two locks. They've got a Rory Arnold that day. They've got a Cummins uh, that is also on the on uh, Simmons rather on the bench. So for me, uh, if you look at the Australian side, they you know they they bit short on 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 player personnel, especially up front in the forward. So if South Africa were to hit the ground running and really play, you know, and and really tire those Australians, uh, you know, uh, they could be 
could be a very busy day for the Australians. Uh, but technically, I don't know what Russia has decided this time around. Mm-hmm. I think against the All Black side, he went for a more of the old, uh, you know, style of playing of the Springbok. I take you back once again to 2009 uh, when the All Blacks were beaten by the Springboks because of the same type of game plan that was used just two weeks ago by the Springbok. And that was the defensive effort from each and every player that was on the puck. Uh, on, on that side. But when I look at this side and I look at how they've been running around in terms of what they want to execute and how they want to execute, you know, I don't see I don't see Faf de Klerk tomorrow, for example, hitting the box kick or the up and unders because you've got an Israel Falau who is the best player in terms of, you know, getting those balls up in the air. He's playing at wing. He'll be up against a Chesden Kobe. He's even better than Ben Smith up in the air. So I don't think they will want to do that against, uh, you know, an Israel Falau. They'll be playing, uh, you know, into the Aussie's hands. I think here you'll see them keeping more of the ball uh, in, in hand, but also shifting them from left to right. Remember the the Australians are playing near the coast, so it's not at high altitude like South Africa will have the All Blacks just next week. Yeah. They're playing here, so the Australians, uh, you know, they, they'll be more comfortable, but it's also the travelling factor and also for them if they can really play the full 80 minutes against uh, Springbok side. But if the Springbok will want to kick ball uh, back to the Australians, they will have a very difficult day themselves because uh, if I look at the, the Huris Raj, I look at Tamoa, I look at the Bills and the Falaus, it's going to be, you know, the petties of this world. South Africa, uh, you know, will then, uh, you know, want to give the game away. So they've got to keep the ball and rather take it on to the, to the Australians. Let them do the work, uh, Lelo. You see, let's see how, how quick and fast they can get off the ground, tackle, get off the ground, align in terms of their lines, make mm-hmm. sure they stop the springboard from, you know, gaining momentum, gaining those line breaks. Uh, that are quite important in our rugby nowadays because it takes you over the gain line and also make sure that, uh, you know, they keep... Pocock, they kick Hooper away, meaning that they've got at all times to protect that ball. And then do you see a Springbok win tomorrow? Well, definitely, Lelo. I think if you beat the All Blacks, nothing is impossible. I think the Springboks would, uh, if they win the Australians, I don't know what Loftus will look like next week, Saturday, uh, to be quite exact. You know, I think people would want to, uh, they know that it's the return of, 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 of the Wellington Test match. Uh, the New Zealand, in fact, for that game, uh, would certainly come back having learned all their mistakes from the previous encounter against the Springboks. But also for the Springboks, it's so important and vital if they go and they win tomorrow, uh, you know, they'll have their tails up. But most importantly, they understand that they've got 80 minutes that await them tomorrow at 5. And uh, if that is quite possible and they can do it, uh, they need to do it and win by a bonus point, which I think they can. I think uh, Napiwe Janchi uh, is hungry each and every game. Villaleru, if he kicks on song on the day, you know, he's, uh, he's one of the best fullbacks that we have. You know, if an Andre Esterhazen is able to break that midfield of, uh, of, the, of the Wallabies as required by the coaching staff, then South Africa could find themselves winning this one quite comfortably. You know, you spoke of the last time they played, you know, you spoke of a 22-18, uh, you know, uh, for the Australians. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know the Australians know that they've beaten South Africa, but it was in Brisbane. But now they're in PE, so it's all up to the Springboks to be quite exact uh, for for you, Lelo. In, in a sense that for me, uh, you know, if they start being defensive, you know, they, they, it's going to be a long day for them as well. But if they're on the attack and you know they play in terms of the pods, they, they play in terms of how they want to play this game, then they will make life a bit easier for them. I think they have Eben Yetzebes and the Franco Mostet who will marshal. Uh, the line-out calls and, and, and give them that good first phase that they require. 
I think also uh, South Africa did exceptionally well when it came to scrums against an all-black side. So that area is also uh, it's what uh, Matthew Proudfoot said they've been working on. It's the scrums because I think the Australians are also very good when it comes to scrum times. In fact, it's the only thing uh, that I, I picked up the last time they played against an Argentina where they, 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 they excelled and it was at scrum time against a very good scrummaging side, which is the Argentinian. So South Africa has to make sure that the first phase is there. They get good quick ball for Faf de Klerk. And also, I think Faf has to really now marshal his troops and make sure that he gets them on the game line uh, so that he's forward and play to, to the strength. And South Africa's strength is their forwards, nothing else. They're on fire. I think nothing will stop. You've got a hundred caller who attacks the gain line and uh, you know plays a little bit flatter. Uh, you've got a, you know you've got an Andre Esterhazen uh, who sometimes or most of the times he doesn't want to pass. You know he'd want to set things up for the South Africans. If he does that, they protect it against Michael Hooper and against Pocock. Then it's fine. They can move it out wide and get it quickly to the wings. If they don't, then they'll concede lots of penalties. Tando. Well said, my brother. Thank you so, so much for your analysis. And yeah, let's hope that they do get a victory that will actually boost them ahead of their match against the All Blacks. Thanks, Tim Cook. And Gwaska Kuli, that is Tando Manana, former Springbok, junior Springboks, Bulls and Greek Cross Flank there, talking about the match between the Springboks and Australia out in PE tomorrow. It's going to be a humdinger. You are listening to Marawa Sports Worldwide.